0: Hey there freaks, it's your boy Marty Bent here to introduce this week's episode of Rabbit Hole Recap. Matt and I had a quick, condensed, hour-long rip. Really good stuff today, as always. I hope you guys are enjoying your Thursday afternoon, morning, maybe your Friday morning, wherever you are in the world. It's a good time to learn about the news going around in the world and in Bitcoin. This episode of Rabbit Hole Recap was brought to you by the Cash App. You freaks already know all about them. They're helping you do many things. They're helping you stack sats, they're helping you stack stonks, and they're helping you save money at your local merchants. All right? uh, I've been using the Cash App to stack sats for quite some time now. They're making it easier. They teased last week they're making sats a standard and they're adding an auto-buy feature. So you're going to be able to DCA without even thinking soon. It appears Miles Suter works for the Cash App. He shared a screenshot of uh, him buying 200 and some odd thousand sats on an auto-buy feature. I haven't gotten my app yet. I don't know if you have. If you have, shout it out. Um, so you got that feature. Now you can stack stonks if you want to You can stack slivers of stonks. If you don't have uh, enough money to buy a whole stonk of your favorite company, cash apps letting you buy as little as $1. And because, uh, it's hooked up to your bank account, you don't have to wait four to five days. You can start investing today. All right. Cash app investing is a subsidiary of square and member SIPC. And as always make sure you don't forget to use the code stacking sats. That's one word S T A C K I N G S A T S. You're going to get $10. Ten dollars going to go to our good friends at Owls Lacrosse. <laughs> it's stacking Sats, one word. This episode of Tales from the Crypt is also brought to you by our great friends at Unchained Capital. Capital Unchained Capital. They've been with us for quite a while now, and that's because they're building dope financial services for Bitcoiners. Financial and custody services. I actually uh, spun up a vault last week. The process. Uh, is easier than I remember it the last time I did it. Uh, use Caravan, check my Redeem scripts, check my XPUB keys, make sure uh, that ev- all the information I was entering was correct on my own, verifying it, not trusting them, verifying it on my own uh, through my own devices, uh, particularly my computer with Caravan on it. Uh, and what what do you get in a vault? What is a vault you're maybe asking? It is a multi seq quorum that you enter in with Unchained. They hold a key if it's a two or three vault. They hold one of the keys. You hold two others. You can use a ledger or treasure right now. They're working on cold card. You engage in that. You can always move the funds out of your vault by yourself if you have the two keys. If you ever want Unchained to sign the other key because you don't have access to the other one, they are there for you. All right. On top of that, they're offering their loan service as well. If you have Bitcoin in the vault and you need a little cash liquidity, you don't want to sell that Bitcoin, Uh, Unchain is there to help you not sell your Bitcoin. Friends don't let friends sell their Bitcoin. Unchain helps you not sell your Bitcoin. You use your Bitcoin as collateral to get a U.S. dollar loan. Uh, you put that Bitcoin up, again, in a multi-sig, uh, and then they send you U.S. dollars to your bank account, and you can not sell your Bitcoin as long as you're paying that loan back. You're going to be Gucci. All right? Go to www.unchain-capital.com. Check out the vote. Volt, check out the loans, uh, and then check out their blog. They're doing incredible stuff. Parker Lewis, particularly, with Gradually Then Suddenly, drove again, futuristic uh, and analytical uh, with the Space series and his HODL Wave series. Phil Geiger has been writing some stuff on there as well. And then on top of that, beyond that, they're doing some dope open-source stuff. Caravan, which I mentioned earlier, uh, is open-source. If you want to do their multi-sig setup without Unchained, you can use Caravan to do that. They open-source that, working on Slip39 and Hermit as well. unchained Dash Capital. Com, www.unchained-capital.com Enjoy this episode, freaks. I know man, and I certainly did. care. Okay.
1: You've had a dynamic where money's become freer than free. If you talk about a Fed just gone nuts, all, all the central banks going nuts.
0: So it's all acting like safe haven. I believe that In a world where central bankers are tripping over themselves to devalue their currency, Bitcoin wins. In the world of fiat currencies, Bitcoin is the victor. I mean, that's part of the bull case for Bitcoin. If you're not paying attention, you probably should be. 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 What is up, freaks? Welcome back to Tales from the Crypt. Welcome back to an edition of Rabbit Hole Recap. Really rushing into this one, Matt. Matt just walked in, sat down, and hit record.
1: We got to move. We got to move. Marty's got an appointment after this. We got to go.
0: An appointment before this. Appointment after this. Busy week. Busy week. Busy life. Beautiful day out there. Uh, gorgeous weather. Gorgeous weather. Uh, panic has set in in New York City. Coronavirus panic is here, uh, as evidenced by the Uber uh, surge pricing this morning when I had to go to. How
1: much was the surge?
0: Uh, what should have been twenty dollars was sixty-two dollars. So it was like three X surge. At least, yeah. And somebody else responded to my tweet about it. Uh, uh, eight dollar ride across town turned into forty-four dollars. So that was five X for him at a certain point in time. And it
1: was like not even rush hour, right? It was like what ten a.m. or something. It was, it was like said. ten fifteen, yeah.
0: Unless people are just getting lazy going to work later.
1: Because people just don't want to go in the subways, I guess, right? I think and that's, that's what, the theory. That's what
0: I was assuming. So it took me 20 minutes to get one. At one point, the black cars were cheaper than the Uber X. I tried to get a black car originally. That's weird. They just canceled it on me. Yeah, the black car was like $52. The Uber X was $62. It was just a glitch? No, I think just people weren't looking at the black car. And the, like, the Uber X had just surged so much.
1: So should we be freaking out, Marty? Should we be freak, freaking out about Corona? Uh.
0: Eh. Still very confused, not ready to freak out. I saw a video of two of the people, two of the, uh, people on one of the cruises that got quarantined. They were young, in their mid-20s, mid 25 and 24, I believe, or 26 and 24, and they were basically describing how they didn't even realize they had it, and they, they tested positive for it. Um, so I think if you're young and healthy,
1: they just have like cold symptoms or something.
0: Yeah. Not even she's the girl said she had a sore throat and the dude was like, I was shocked to see that I, I tested positive.
1: So like a bunch of us could have had it already and we didn't even realize. Well, that's what I
0: imagine is actually happening.
1: Cause they're not testing anybody. No.
0: Like I think we've done 500 tests. CDC's reported 500 tests. China's at 300,000. South Korea's at 100,000.
1: South Korea's been killing it with their drive-through testing. I think that's the coolest thing.
0: Yeah. And Australia, for a country of 25 million, has 10,000. Uh, we're a country of 300. 10,000 tests. Yes. 10,000 tests completed already. Wow. And we're only at 500. That says a lot. As a country that's almost, or more than 10x the size of, uh, of Australia, we have, uh, what is that? One. One percent. Not one percent. Half a percent. Half a, Marty Math ten percent or five percent, excuse me, of those. That's my Marty math of the day. What, uh five hundred
1: and ten thousand? Yeah. Yeah.
0: It's five percent. I haven't been sleeping much. All right. Give me a break. Uh lots to talk about this week. Good amount of stuff to talk about. Nothing too crazy. Except what we're gonna get to at the end. It's pretty it pisses me off. I'm happy you put that on the list. I saw that earlier this week. Bullish week. Very bullish week. Um, before we get into the bullishness, let's talk about some cool shit. Uh, I retweeted it over the weekend, and I followed along via uh, the Periscope, but unfortunately I do not have a VR goggle, so I was not able to participate uh, in this uh, meetup, I guess we, we'll call it. Um, but Udi, Werthmeier, and a few others have been doing uh weekend get-togethers and virtual reality uh doing talking about bitcoin stuff and last weekend was the biggest meetup to date and it was a very organized well put together presentation by adam gibson on Payjoin. uh what was that it was so cool
1: you like saw him in the front you had like a presentation uh, screen you
0: saw all the attendees like
1: laser pointer
0: the, yeah and it was like a theater setting so all the attendees were sitting down in seats watching uh raising hands Asking questions, I, I noticed Ben the car man, our boy Ben, asked a question towards the end there. Um, I think it was Schnorr related, but yeah, it's crazy. Uh,
1: I thought it was funny. Someone, one of the attendants was like, Adam, you need to speak into the mic so we can hear you better. It's <laughs> a weird uh, like, element to a VR presentation. Yeah, I would like to have a, like a, a video. A virtual mic you have to speak into, like a virtual mic that's sitting <laughs> on the stage.
0: Do you have to, or is he just away from his computer mic?
1: No, it wasn't his, like, computer mic. It was, like, the... There was a mic at the front of the stage that if you spoke into that, like, all the participants could hear you better.
0: Whoa. Yeah. Holy shit. It
1: just seems unnecessary. Like, the presentation person should just automatically be... Getting all the audio.
0: Yeah. It is crazy, though. I mean, especially with coronavirus. Uh, the graphics
1: say, are still kind of questionable, right?
0: Definitely, but... Um, They'll get there. It's like Nintendo sixty four in the nineties.
1: I almost bought one. Did you look, Have you looked up the prices?
0: Uh, I have not looked up the prices, but I do want to buy one.
1: Because like the longest time, you needed one that was like connected to a gaming computer, and you had all these wires, and they were expensive, and the gaming computer was expensive, and the setup was complicated. But like now, um, Facebook, you know, bought Oculus, and they have the Oculus. I think the Quest. Which is a completely standalone headset. I believe it's like battery powered and it's got the controllers. So you just like install the software on the app store, like the Oculus app store, and it's completely standalone. How much is um, it? And I think it. I think it retails to like 400, but on Amazon right now, because they're sold out everywhere, you have to pay like 550. There's a premium.
0: Oh shit! There's a premium um, on everything on Amazon. Right I, now.
1: Amazon's like completely out of all the corona stuff
0: all the prep stuff i saw like purell was like 10x or something yeah i'm very happy i again uh i think we said this last week i'm not worried about corona killing me i'm worried about people freaking out about it i'm very happy that we prepped earlier than it seems that most people are deciding to prep
1: i feel like amazon might be like a good stock right now definitely like this quarter they're gonna do fucking amazing right well
0: that's the interesting yeah yeah especially on uh, their retail side where they usually don't make a lot of profits that they're able to gouge prices due to not gouge prices supply and demand comes into play. Demand increases precipitously.
1: Uh, the market has been freaking out in general over the last week since rabbit hole.
0: I saw the and P was down another two and a half percent today after a slight correction. Uh, <coughs> yeah, well, actually we don't have that on us. bless you. I hope that's not the Corona. Me too. Um, yeah, and you don't have this unless you should have this with the on emergency list. cut. Yeah, the emergency cut. Um the Fed came out Tuesday, I believe. Was it Tuesday? I believe it was Tuesday, yeah. Um and it made an emergency uh, 50 bip half percentage point cut to their federal funds rate target, um which is now between 1% and 1.25%, I believe. Uh and again, they did this in a sort of abrupt fashion. People were expecting that when the FOMC meeting was going to take place, I believe it was the 16th or 18th. One of those two dates are in my mind for some reason. Uh, consensus was that they were going to cut, cut rates by 50 bips then, but it seems that uh, they did not have enough time to wait until then. Like 10 days from now. Right? Yeah. Yeah. 10 days. So they
1: just did like a midday cut.
0: Yeah. Uh, well, yeah. And I wrote about it in the bench on Tuesday. They actually cut it while I was writing the bench. So I was able to write about it that day. Um, the repo markets, overnight repo markets, uh, where the Fed uh, gives banks, and primary, primary dealers who have access to the Fed window, um, short-term uh, funding. Uh, it was uh, the highest funding uh, to date. So the, uh, I believe it was short-term, one day, got $100 billion in funding. And then the two-week funding... Uh, gave out a hundred or excuse me, 20 billion. So in all a combination of one day funding and two week funding, uh, they injected $120 billion, uh, into the short term markets. Uh, seems like a lot of money. That's a lot of money. But even more, uh, telling is that it was oversubscribed. So they gave $120 billion to the primary dealers and the primary dealers were actually asking for somewhere around $180 billion. Um, between the one-day and two-week funding. So they were 50% oversubscribed um, for that. So to me, it means that a lot of people are looking for money. And uh, obviously, uh, I think it's probably because of... For liquidity, of, right? For liquidity, short-term liquidity, it's a, it's a huge debate. Like, what is it really liquidity? Is it just funding? It's, in my mind, it's liquidity. They, they needed that. or People think Bitcoin's complicated. Yeah, exactly. Um, so... People needed money. They needed it fast. They needed it urgently. Some people didn't get the money they needed. Uh, and then hours after that, uh, after that repo market closed, the markets opened, Fed cut rates by half a percent. And then that night still, Tuesday into Wednesday, uh, they did another, at least one day, I didn't, I didn't check the two-week, one-day funding, got another $100 billion injection, um, which is two of the highest repo, overnight repo days to the two highest overnight repo days we've seen to date in history yes i'm pretty sure
1: meanwhile our bet is still in play <laughs> the market went down and up but we're back where we're we're basically right where we were when we we're ended. We're around, a little recap
0: we're at like thirty
1: three thousand twenty yeah. on
0: the s p and three thousand is our over under yeah again close i'm actually getting more confident so that's what i wrote in the bet like a fed and that was on monday when consensus was that they're going to cut rates on the 16th in reaction to the slowdown of coronavirus, or the slowdown caused by coronavirus, or some people would like to say the Fed cutting rates is not really going to help in this situation. This uh, problem is more systemic than be, uh, providing banks with liquidity. This is, uh, coronavirus is really highlighting the inefficiency, not inefficiencies, the, what's the word I'm looking for? where our supply chain falls short. We, we are heavily dependent on China and, uh, for everything, for everything, for everything. That's why we don't have a lot of tests. That's why we don't have a lot of medicine masks mask. That's, uh, it's really highlighting that we've, uh, basically created a fragile supply chain, heavily dependent on China. Um, so that's not good. I don't think. And I think people are starting to wake up to this too. Like, Holy shit. How could we, uh, get to this point and that's basically been makes us super vulnerable super vulnerable it's uh the the search for low low cost labor uh centralizing the supply chain in china was advantageous for us for a while but you have something like the coronavirus come fuck that up and it leaves us fucking laying naked it's not a good situation i think we're going to start to see a lot of manufacturing shift actually to mexico
1: it's interesting because, like, a lot of people have, you know, a nationalistic view on the world or perspective. Like, a, a, for Americans, they have American-centric viewpoints. But this case is like a, a perfect example where if something's happening in China, um, and it has ripple effects to us because we have so much manufacturing over there. It's, it's not no even a ripple effect; it's a tsunami effect. But it's like it's no different. Like, if something, if there was. Like a major disaster or something in Georgia, um, the the state, like Americans all around the country would immediately think that was a concern, right? But when something happens in China, they're like, oh, well, that's just China shit is happening. It's unrelated to me. But no. it's not. But that's that's their perspective. That's like how they frame it when they when they think about things. Yeah,
0: yeah. No, it uh, it affects us pretty heavily as we're finding out. Like there, um there was. Somebody on Twitter, uh, Horse Whisperer, H-O-A-R-S-E Whisperer. Um, I don't know what he or she does for a living, but they just wrote a little tweet, Storm. They were at a a local pub on the West Coast, and they happened to be sitting down next to somebody in the shipping industry who explains to them how shipping works, and and basically the way uh, the shipping industry works in America is they get stuff shipped from China on these huge... Uh, carriers, and then they empty it on the West Coast. Because of the Jones Act. Yes. And then they they use those carriers in the... Um, the uh, What's the word I'm looking for? Domestic shipping after that. Yeah. They What are the uh, things that they put the stuff Storage in? Storage containers. Yes, the containers. The, they use the empty containers and fill it up with stuff that they then uh, ship around the country. And this person in the shipping industry said, come mid-March... Uh, There were going to be no more ships coming from China to unload and then use those carriers to to send around the country. Um, So we may see the the full effect of this come next week, week after that. And in preparation for that, uh, that absence of shipping, uh, shipping companies were cutting workforces by up to 40%, which is pretty, pretty insane.
1: So like, don't go crazy freaks, but get a little prepared cleaning products, stuff like that. Fever medication, yeah, canned food, frozen meat, baby formula, and it just it, it you'll you get stuff that you'd use anyway, and you feel less panic because you you have um, a safety net. Yeah. Meanwhile, um, the S and P is down three and a half percent today, and Bitcoin's up and four point three percent, blasting through nine thousand dollars. It was, compl- that's a safe haven. <laughs>
0: <laughs> it was completely correlated last week though uh it's uncorrelated right freaks and that's like i had a bunch of people texting me shout out lou shout out buddy loveless he was se- texting me uh charts like it's not cor- it's sp- not supposed to be correlated to equities it can happen a couple days doesn't make a whole uh a, a whole uh investment case like right it's not indicative of the the long-term correlation to these markets yes they may be correlated a a couple days a couple data points may correlate but if you look at the overall trend bitcoin is very non-correlated to the rest of the markets it
1: it makes sense that in like market panic
0: days everything gets hit yeah especially if people are if there's a flight for liquidity and people especially on the futures markets, Bitcoin futures markets, like they, they've actually lost volume. And what I imagine is people pulling out their money from those markets, which are probably uh, on the riskier side of their portfolios to fund other, um, other trades that, that may need, may have needed some liquidity as the markets fell.
1: Yeah. I mean, and I would argue Bitcoin futures aren't really a safe haven asset. No,
0: no, they're definitely. Like the key,
1: key, the key properties that makes SATS a safe haven to me involve self custody,
0: the bearer asset, that yeah. nature of it um yeah and then on top of that i wouldn't be a surprise if a lot of retailers are overextended in bitcoin and
1: you see that fucking american hodl tweet
0: <laughs> how much he's like i'm carrying
1: in? like eighty thousand dollars of the credit card debt or something yeah yeah and then like did you read the comments underneath i i it read was the so threats. bad Everyone was like oh i thought it was just me you know oh
0: no i didn't see that don't yeah, do don't that go freaks. into debt. Stay humble. I seriously, and I, I I'm very proud cuz we do practice what we preach. Like I don't feel overextended at all. I feel very comfortable even with this market downturn. Um have enough cash on the sidelines. Uh do not go into debt to to get into this stuff. Like, again, sh- like we you don't know Bitcoin price movements are pretty erratic have been throughout time and you you never know what's going to happen and when you're going to need
1: if you overextend yourself you're going to panic sell the bottom you're going to have to panic sell the bottom at some point yeah so
0: um yeah be aware do not go into crazy amounts of debt just for anything
1: credit card debt is so fucking high interest yeah yeah
0: if you especially if you get over a certain point if you get over like twenty thousand dollars that interest rate jumps to like seventeen percent it's one thing
1: if you're doing like the like the student loan Bernie put or something, and you're just banking on the fact that, he, <laughs> that he's going to get elected and remove your student debt. Those are, It's low interest, you know. That's not happening anymore. Pay your minimum payments.
0: We got, uh, we got senile Joe in for the Democrats, it seems. FTX called it ahead of time. Did it? Yeah. Um, on low
1: volume, but still.
0: Yeah. Um, yeah, that was a—I eh, didn't even—luckily—
1: Turns out the play on FDX was really to just short every single Democratic candidate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, I think. I mean,
0: I don't see anybody. I don't see Joe Biden winning against Trump.
1: Probably not. Which would be bullish for Bitcoin at least. Yeah.
0: Why well, you were telling me this yesterday? What's the, uh, the case for that? Trump's just
1: inept. He's got. Just, they got too many things on their plate. Like okay. the last thing they're thinking about is Bitcoin.
0: Explain your Bloomberg theory too. I really like this theory.
1: Well, the Bloomberg theory is the guy's worth $60 billion. So if he's worried about a wealth tax getting passed by Warren or Bernie, and he at the time when he joined the race, it looked like Biden was, I mean, every week Biden has another flub or something, senile ridiculousness happening, right? So he's like, I don't think they can handle it. They're not going to be able to stop him. I might as well spend $500 million to make sure the wealth tax doesn't get passed. Yeah, sort of torpedo. Warren and Sanders. Exactly. Not expecting to win. Just not pay the wealth tax. Yeah. Right? Because what five hundred million of of uh sixty billion is
0: is one one twentieth. So it's like less than a right? Yeah, one one twentieth.
1: Great math here at RH. One one twentieth,
0: it's less than a percent.
1: But No the, no no, it's like three percent or something, right? Six hundred million is one percent, right? Oh yeah, so you're right. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, and no, it's like but, nothing. It's but the wealth tax.
0: The wealth tax would have been what twenty five? Uh, higher than that, right? Yeah, yeah, way
1: higher. And it that. could have been yearly. Yeah, exactly. Uh, I got nipped that one in the bud. Yeah. So So maybe it wasn't a complete lost cause for him, even though it looked really lame. Like he's like he spent $500 five hundred million dollars. He won
0: American Samoa, like what the fuck. Yeah, that might be uh, but that was some four jets he might have been playing. Exactly. Let's spend this five hundred mil uh, torpedo these campaigns and I get to save some money in the long run. It's all an right. investment.
1: It's all bullshit.
0: That's true zaps keep me sane yeah it is bullshit like just look at how old are these fucking people running our country super old We need
1: some younger younger blood in there
0: trump's what 75 76
1: he's the youngest one right
0: bernie or um joe biden 79
1: biden and bernie are more more older or older older.
0: yeah what the fuck is going on people just think just look at look at what's going on It, it doesn't look great to me um but what does look good is the stuff that's going on in bitcoin
1: Dude, Whirlpool is fucking ripping it this week. Ripping. I don't have that
0: on the list, but that's, it's just been dominating my week. On Saturday, when I sent that tweet, we set the SAT standard out. It had jumped 28%. By the time I tweeted that out, you were like, that's way too low. It's actually up <laughs> another 10% from there. So it was at like 500 Bitcoin volume uh, at that point on Saturday. Where is it now?
1: We're five days into March. And we've already hit the same volume that was in January, which was an all-time high when it hit in January. Boss. and uh, Five saw, days into
0: March. I saw TD Dev, um, or Samurai Dev, excuse me. I think it was TD Dev. Are you talking yeah. about the 4% of yeah, the mempool? Yeah, 4% pool? of the mempool, Whirlpool.
1: That's pretty crazy. Right? Fucking love that shit. Uh,
0: maybe we'll get to that threshold.
1: You know, people talk about, you know, they concern troll about fees not rising, um, if you just have like steady coin joins happening all the time, uh, that creates a baseline fee pressure.
0: Yeah, and then I had somebody concerned trolling that it's gonna like drive fees too high. It's like, what do you want? Like, are their fees too low? Are they gonna be too high? The market will find an equilibrium if people uh, think the cost of coin joining the fee at a certain point is worth it, they will do it. If it gets too expensive, they won't do it, and then hopefully. Things like store signature with sig aggregation, which will not come in Bit tat root, but hopefully later, um, would help with with that as well. Aggregating signatures. Yeah, I mean, I don't
1: think that tweet was very. That was a concerned troll. I think it was just a concern. You know, like I think he was like honestly concerned about it, uh, which is like fine. Yeah, like but- fees will rise. That's what I've been telling people. I've been. I've been anyone who says like, oh, I'm worried about fees not rising to the thing. I was like, just honestly, just wait a year or so. And no one will be worrying about that. And everyone will be complaining about high fees. Like this whole idea that like the, we're not going to have, we're not going to have enough demand to drive fees up is I think completely short-sighted. Uh, yeah. Fees are going to, going to go up substantially. Especially if
0: people care about their privacy.
1: Uh, Coin join lightning. Like, you're going to need, you know, open, closed channels on Lightning. That's going to have a steady supply of, of, of block space needed for steady block space demand. And then joins is a constant process. So, um, and they're big transactions. Yeah. I'm bullish. Super, super bullish. Price above 9000 again? We getting any Vagina memes today? Or are we trying to? Probably, right? I missed that. I did, too. We got to be, we gotta temper our bullishness because supposedly we dump whenever I'm super bullish. Yeah. You just got to
0: be bearish from here on out. I'm never bearish though, so we're just going to go to zero. <laughs> um, this is pretty cool. Not all updated. It's got the new Ride the Lightning implementation. Dude,
1: our, the new RTL is so fucking sexy. RTL is like one of the most underappreciated projects in the space. Like yeah. all of Lightning... It is such an important aspect in in the Lightning ecosystem to be able to run your routing node using RTL. Yeah. So intuitive. It gives you
0: an incredible dashboard to know exactly what's going on.
1: Especially now. The new one is fucking sexy.
0: Um, Shout out to Suheb and team. uh, Building that out. Fucking crushing it, guys. Major respect. Major respect. Another cool update. My node updated with Dojo support. It's actually I think uh I think this is finally the Massive. This is the impetus for me to 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 get a Rasp and set up a MyNode. I think make that's a MyNode. I think that's the next node I'm gonna make.
1: Yeah, I'm gonna do an, I'm gonna do a My Node within the next week. Uh so I will report back. Um I just I've honestly just been waiting for my Casa Node two to come in, so why buy a new pi I'm just gonna use that and
0: uh, to do what White Rabbit BTC did.
1: Yeah, the the Casa Node 2 is just a Raspberry Pi four with an SSD. So it's exactly what you would use to build a MyNode. So you just flash the you just use the SD card and you flash MyNode on it.
0: Yeah, and Casa's deprecating their node support. Um deprecating the right word?
1: I don't know if they're they're gonna keep supporting their node. They're just not gonna release a new one. Okay. That's what um, it is. and I you can imagine like features will get reduced. But they don't have dojo. I just wanna
0: whirlpool baby yeah
1: because like, Wh- i have dojo but but i already have dojo but i just the, the whole concept of mind note that you can run a lecture really easily that you can run your own block explorer all this different stuff dojo whirlpool um makes it very much like a, a swiss army knife yeah. um, and you can make them you can build them pretty cheaply so uh if the freaks are going to be setting them up and a lot of people are going to be using them like i got a I got to play with it and see uh, how it works and stuff. Cause people are DMing me questions. I'm like, I've never used it. It looks good. Yeah. And I think, I
0: think I'm going to get on it too. So I can start helping to a- uh, answer questions as well. I'm um, sticking with Casa though. They added support to cold card this week, which is pretty huge. Um,
1: yeah. So now in their multi-sig, you can use a cold card, a ledger and a trezor. Uh, so if you're in the three of five, you could separate them between different hardware manufacturers um, so you're less, you trust each hardware manufacturer less. If, if there's an issue with one device, um, your whole setup isn't compromised. Yeah. Um, so for just you. making CASA just even stronger of a multi-sig service, obviously with the caveat that they can see your balances. Um, the other thing, uh, just, a, just two quick things. Uh, Dojo is like awesome for Uncle Jim. This idea that you can just scan a QR code. So if you do run a Dojo, like consider hooking up your friends and family with your dojo qr code so that they can run all their transactions through your node um and then the other thing is i promised the ledger guys that last week i was going to mention that they supposedly on ledger live they don't send your xpubs they send addresses individual addresses they query which is better in terms of privacy than doxing all your future and past transactions um so that's a plus that everyone should know uh, the other thing is, uh, it came to my attention that some people didn't realize that you could use Ledger with Electrum in your own node. And yes, absolutely you can. You can also use Electrum with Coldcard and Trezor. Um, but make sure you're running your own node. The hard part is, Electrum server is kind of a pain in the ass to run, but my node supposedly makes it really easy. So, just another reason why MyNode is a nice little toolkit there. And of course, you could also use it with Wasabi, uh, the hardware wallet integration with Wasabi. Um, and not Docs,
0: docs your addresses. Yeah, shout out to my node, man. I can't wait to, to test it out this weekend. Or not this weekend. i got to get all my shit first.
1: And there's a big update to Ledger Live, too. Um, what is that? Ledger software or whatever. They're supposedly going to release full node support, so we'll see what that means, but they haven't yet.
0: Interesting. Um, sticking on cold card and integrations with cold card, BlueWallet announced this week that they uh, are now compatible with Cold Card after uh, many iterations and a long time coming, according to them. So they, uh, their latest update adds Cold Card support and adds import/export transaction files for future broadcasts, which I assume you know, has PSPT. to do with yeah, has to do with the Cold Card.
1: So basically, you can have like a watch-only wallet on Blue Wallet where you can see your balances on your Cold Card, and then you can build a transaction, you transfer it to the Cold Card, sign the transaction, transfer it back to Blue Wallet on your phone, and broadcast it from there. Um that's pretty that's it's that's, that's awesome. Yeah. The more integrations the better. Yeah, it's huge. Um and I I believe you know Blue Wallet is a weird one because um it defaults to custodial on Lightning. Um but I think you can do non-custodial it uses something called LND Hub, which I also think my node runs. Uh just keep coming back to that. Um but the 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 on-chain portion defaults to non-custodial and i'm pretty sure you can put in your own electrum server for the on-chain but if you don't if you're not able to just you know keep in mind that if you're using their node once again you're doxing your addresses um, and your transactions to in this case blue wallet but if you're not running your own node regardless of what wallet you're using if you're not running your own node you're using someone else's node and they can see your transactions so always keep that in mind
0: yeah Beware. Beware freaks. Um, <clears throat> you got after black block five this week. Put them on blast. Put them on blast. I got i I'm going to push back. Explain why I why put them on blast.
1: So they've been flagging wasabi deposits, um, in their defense, they've been flagging them in the most friendly way possible. So they're like, send you an email. They're like, we know you deposited, uh, we know you used wasabi on the transaction you deposited. Don't do that again. Like it's against our terms of service. Don't do that. But they haven't like frozen accounts or anything. Um, so plus on, in that regard, um, you know, BlockFi, I already had issues. The whole idea that you're, you know, you get interest on your Bitcoin and you give up custody, um, and you KYC with them for that process. Uh, Always rubbed me the wrong way just like not your keys not your coins the whole stay humble thing like You know, why do you want like how much Bitcoin are you going to keep in there? You know, are you really willing to risk it you could lose at any moment Um, but this really cements it because You know, I can't imagine the amount of interest someone would have to pay me to one take custody of my Bitcoin and two basically force me to reveal all my past and future transactions to them because I'm not allowed to use CoinJoin if I use the service, right? Yeah. Um like it, like I just would never use a service like that. That would never even cross my mind. Um one, uh, one caveat to keep in mind is that pretty much every transaction I was sent um that got flagged was when Wasabi was using the old fixed fee address, except for one, but it was part of a group of five UTXOs that four of them had used a fixed fee address and one was more recent. So like a lot of these UTXOs were like deposits that people deposited like six months ago, and they just got emails from BlockFi about. So it'll be interesting to see that now the fixed fee address is removed. Now that people are using Whirlpool and stuff, are they still going to keep flagging things? Like, obviously, you can still see coin joins on chain, but it's not as rubbed in their face because you don't have this immediate proximity to the fee address. So it should be interesting to see um, how it plays out. But like, you know, I mean, you should operate under the assumption that if you if you do, if you do coin join, um, you might not be able to send it into certain KYC compliant entities. Um but as far as I'm concerned, like that I've never have any intention of like the only time I ever touch KYC is on the onboard and that's you know, you just buy and withdraw. Um, which is still not ideal, but like the whole idea of sending into like KYC services and stuff doesn't really appeal to me. Like I have no desire to to use those services and long term if we can't just spend Bitcoin um without like doing like heavy chain analysis on everything. Like Bitcoin's gonna have a lot bigger issues on their hands um, than, than whether or not you individually can spend your coins.
0: Yeah, one thing I wonder about the flagging of this stuff too, is whether or not, um, like if they do flag it, is it just like a checkbox that compliance has to check off? They ask you like, what are you doing? And you can just be like, hey, I'm just using it for privacy.
1: Yeah, I think a lot of them, like they just need a response from the user um, you know, we're also seeing cases where, um, people pull from certain exchanges and on the withdrawal side, they get a question, you know, where you was using wasabi, why were you using it? And they might just need, need you on the record saying, you know, that you're using it for privacy. Um, but like, you know, that's also a concern of mine. Like if I, uh, if, if, if you can't. Um, you should operate under that assumption that you could be cut off from these on ramps at any point. Um, this is one of the reasons why I believe in dollar cost averaging and not short term trading because you can't, um, you never know when the time might come where, uh, you know, Mnuchin might do something or whatever, and then everything just gets cut off for you and you're not able to get back into Bitcoin. That'd be my biggest fear is that, like, if I tried to make a short term move, and then the market started going crazy, and I couldn't get back into Bitcoin, um, and just that would
0: huddle on comrades. Would just eat me up inside. Yeah, no, I'm I'm very much in the same boat there. Yeah, I DCA send to a, uh, coin join, send to a coin join, send to cold storage. There are some services that I will use. Um, I I do use Unchained uh, for some for some uh, custody, but. Not substantial, not nothing too substantial, but an amount that I'm comfortable with.
1: But Unchained is an anti-coin joint, so yeah, that's true. Um, and they don't take custody, but they do. Uh, they do know some shit about. They me. know your transactions. They do do KYC info. Yeah. Um, so it's all like a balancing act there. Um, yeah. I look. I. Uh, it should be interesting to see how this all starts to play out. Like, how do you? Where do you draw the line? How many hops is... Uh, like, are, you, are, are, are these services going to block any UTXO that ever had a CoinJoin history? You know, like years ago, it's been coinjoined? Like, where do you draw the line, right? So, um, it, should be, it should be interesting to watch play out. Um, and, we, you know, we expect there to be a fight. Like, there's going to be a fight here.
0: Yeah, and hopefully... Uh... Hopefully, developments at the protocol level make the the fight less necessary and and harder to fight for for those trying to uh, combat privacy. Time will tell. I'm confident uh, things will get better. I think things are getting better, obviously with Whirlpool uh, going off like it has been, and four percent of the memples pretty material.
1: It is pretty cool seeing the demand for it yeah. spiking.
0: Yeah ux um, ux provided like yeah, make it easier about, people will come build it and people will come
1: exactly it's all about the ux man you got to make it. that's what signal has showed us with like encrypted messaging versus something like pgp yeah um like people just want a nice easy ux yeah
0: people are lazy um speaking of ux where crypto announced two new grants one of which is going to um uh somebody who's going to be focused on ux let me pull up his his uh name right now it's slipping my mind These at huge. the moment. These are huge. Um, tank one, Tank Red Hase, uh, Tankard Hase uh, is um, the recipient of one of the grants. They and,
1: both have really cool names. Yeah,
0: and, and he, John Attack. John Attack. I mean, I wanted to get John Attack. I love John Attack. I think he's a freak. Um, he John Attack particularly in the last year uh, between March 15, twenty nineteen, and uh, today is uh, number eight on the list of uh, contributors to the Bitcoin Core Repository with merges. So he's had 68 merges, or excuse me, yes, 68 merges in the last year. And he's really focused on uh, code review, which is a huge, uh, a huge thing in Bitcoin. We need the code to be reviewed. That's something that John tends to focus on, and Square took notice of that and decided to, uh, to grant him uh, some funds so that he could focus on that worry free and get paid for his his hard work so i want to give a huge shout out to john uh, and tankard hayes for for the work you're doing tankard particularly uh was previously working at lightning uh and it seems that he's going to be focusing focusing on security privacy and ux
1: well deserved um and a big thank you to square crypto yeah shout out to square crypto they now have four grants and they have the five devs that they have on payroll as well yeah Fucking massive.
0: Moving it forward, um, man. It was a big, uh, big regulatory week across the world for bitcoins. So we had three big announcements: uh, India, South Korea, and Germany. Two of which were good, and, and one that sounds good but it's actually pretty bad. Um, India's the biggest, best news. They've, if you freaks don't know, India has. Uh, I
1: think India is the only good news. Both like South Korea and Germany feel like the bit license. Yes,
0: that's right the other way around one is very good two are not so good so in india uh basically crypto exchanges were not allowed to get banking relationships it was a case that went to their supreme court and this is the first time their supreme court has um turned over a case against this particular banking entity ever uh and they struck down the the bitcoin banking ban and so now crypto exchanges um like unicoin and others in india can Zebpay. Zebpay can um can get back live and, and supporting uh indian citizens which uh, just but now happened. they can have fiat connections again yes and that's a pretty big substantial amount of the world it's re-entering billion the people. B- <laughs> yeah. Yeah. even more than that i think like re-entering the bitcoin the bitcoin and you wall. gotta
1: imagine if you're an indian right now you, you saw the writing on the wall you're like fuck they could just ban it again at any moment you know you gotta get in while you can
0: yeah um so shout out to any indian freaks out there hope you're having a good week um,
1: but the South Korean German stuff was like being parroted as super bullish, but I don't think, um, you know, they basically, it adds a level of legitimacy in both those countries for Bitcoin, but it also adds a shit ton of regulatory burden, which is what we saw with the Bit license. Yeah. Um, so it's going to make the cost to run these businesses, you know, significantly higher, the regulatory
0: requirements significantly higher. Yeah, compliance um, burdens heavier. Um, so in South Korea... They passed an amendment formalizing Bitcoin regulation uh, in the Special Reporting Act, is what they're calling it, an amendment to the Special Reporting Act, uh, which makes cryptocurrency trading now legal. But again, uh, the companies allowing that trading and facilitating that trading will probably be burdened with uh, some some compliance and regulation that uh, upstarts may not be able to afford. And then in Germany, um, talking to. Uh, our friend hasu in germany and he said that this is actually pretty bad it's uh it's definitely a lot like the bit license It's like the bit license yeah, yeah. the
1: bit license is a perfect example of it um this is not bullish no the india shit is really bullish though so. yes it
0: is a lot more people too it affects a lot more people than south south korea and germany
1: well the eu has just been you know this is you know first they had amld5 now they have this and it's just they're gonna have amld6 coming up um the Euro- Europe is getting worse and worse to run a Bitcoin business in Europe right now.
0: European freaks fight back.
1: These I wonder g- how many of these guys are going to join the Ripple board.
0: These unelected bureaucrats are are really stifling innovation in your what is it, your union? Um, is this going to affect England? AMLD six. We'll see.
1: Well, I don't know. England is like just as bad, if not worse. So yeah. Even if they're not part of the EU, I'm just. Not very bullish on regulation over there. Why? And I'm not very bullish on American regulation either, you know.
0: Yeah. Did you see that? You don't have this unless either. The, uh, the IRS uh, met with CoinDesk. Ripple. Or Coinbase, excuse me. Coinbase, Ripple. Chain Analysis. Chain analysis, and chain analysis and CoinSquare, which is an ATM provider, I believe.
1: But Jack Dorsey was there too, right?
0: I think that was a different meeting. And I don't know if he was definitely there, but FinCEN met with... I think that was a meeting with FinCEN. FinCEN met with uh, some power brokers in the industry, apparently. That's Steve Steve Munch and Butts and Krill. Yeah, maybe Uh, I'm wrong. Maybe
1: the Trump administration like drives us into the fucking, into hiding. (sighs) I hope not. I still, I'm still going to go with, I think they're inept. The longer Bitcoin lasts without major crackdowns um, in big countries, uh, the stronger it becomes and the harder it is to stop it in the future. Yeah.
0: And, uh, biding our time. And the more people take their UTXOs into their own possession, the harder it is going to be enforced. So if you're sitting there at home with a bunch of Bitcoin on an exchange, uh, just nervous about sending it to a personal wallet and you want to help the long-term survivability of Bitcoin, think about taking possession of your own keys, creating your own keys,
1: take custody, then learn how to use your own full node with your keys and then consider coin join yeah um these are the steps and it is it is a social thing the more you know the more people that take these steps the stronger bitcoin becomes as a whole um, yeah and it's, it doesn't uh, just help you it helps bitcoin as a whole and if, if it helps bitcoin as a whole it should help number go up which also
0: helps you yeah it's uh the beautiful feedback loop and as we've been talking about this whole episode the the tools for you to take the stuff in your possess- possession and use it in a more private and uh more sovereign way are are being built and they're they're getting better every week. Um and so this is another thing like talking about like seeping bitcoin into american culture particularly uh came out in Bloomberg and CoinDesk this morning that a New York power plant uh, is mining $50,000 worth of bitcoin per day. I believe they have 7,000 machines. That can consume 14 megawatts of energy a day, uh, up in the fingerlings.
1: They said what, like five and a half Bitcoin a day. Yeah.
0: About five and a half Bitcoin. Um, and this is, I think it's greenage. Greenage is the power plant. They've is been around green Ridge, green Ridge. It might be, um, I think
1: you spelled it wrong on the band.
0: No, I think, I, I think it's green edge. Oh, you're right. It is green edge. Yeah. Green edge. Um, and weird they, name weird name but they uh they have a power plant up in again the finger lakes uh in upstate new york nat gas was formerly coal transitioned to nat gas and and is a a beaker plant a peaker plant excuse me i believe uh that services its local grid um and i think the the highest demands are in summer and winter when people need to cool and heat their houses would
1: you call it a beaker plant uh peaker plant what does what does that mean
0: it's a special type of uh a plant
1: for nat gas
0: and not just nat glass it's it's very good at uh uh conserving energy i believe if you have excess energy
1: i think what's really cool about this one is um that you know we've seen a lot of third-party companies come in and partner with uh power plants for for harnessing their their excess energy Um, this is one of the first big cases, at least in America, where we've seen them do it, uh, where the power plant's doing it in-house. It's not like a partnership. It's not like they're leasing out. It's not like they're just selling a contract for cheap excess electricity. They're actually mining it themselves.
0: Yes. And huge step forward in that regard. So the plant is getting, there is like an upstream provider of the natural gas, but the plant historically has provided and uh, created the service to provide that gas to their local grid. And what's beautiful about this, uh, this story, um, which CoinDesk highlighted is that the, the plant would be shut down for most of the year um, because there was just n- n- no one to consume this energy. The demand was so low. demand was the so winter. low. So the fact that Bitcoin mining exists and they're incorporating it into their plant allows them to uh, keep the plant up and running year long, which means people are still employed, which means the, the leveling out of the the grid and, um, and the energy distribution is getting more efficient. And it's just a win-win-win all around. Uh, if, if Greenwich is able to uh, hold on to their Bitcoin, some of their Bitcoin, um, and doesn't have to liquidate everything they mine, and they're able to hold on through a bull run, it could be pretty lucrative for them um
1: richest power plant in the world possibly
0: potentially we shall see um so shout out to i P- like to think they're hodling it <laughs> i would like to think that too they definitely have to sell some i would imagine uh, to cover expenses to pay for the gas that they're receiving but um uh it is beautiful to say like i said in the bet this morning do you hear the buzzing can you feel it in the air there's bitcoin mining coming to america and this is going to help balkanize hash production and distribute gl- mining more globally uh Brad Glaringhouse was was attempting to shit on bitcoin mining and like Garlinghouse Garlinghouse whatever his fucking name is Mr Ripple Mr Ripple um That's what
1: he does he goes around the world just shit you know doing like alarmist climate stuff Yeah, stuff yeah so it's the dude like that was bitcoin. fucking
0: at the IRS this week fuck this dude um yeah and the people are, see you Brad People are still very confused uh like the the quote in uh Bloomberg was like uh, the amount uh, of energy being consumed by the Bitcoin miners is enough to power 11,000 uh, houses, uh, the equivalent of 11,000 houses. And um, Christopher Mims from the Wall Street Journal came out and was like, oh, is this the best use of this energy? It's like, well, nobody else is using it. Like, if you're paying for it, it doesn't matter. Like, if, if there was better use for that energy, people would buy it uh, and price out Bitcoin miners.
1: Yeah, you've become like, uh, I've noticed you've become like uh Bitcoin is bad for the climate change reply guy lately. Like yeah. every time I see a, a poor take on it, I like scroll down. Like, I'm like, Oh, should I reply? I'm like, Oh, Marty already already replied.
0: Keep up. Bitcoin is the real green new deal.
1: <laughs> and then, uh, Pierre made an interesting point too. He's like, also like, fuck you. Uh, there's 8 million households in New York. Like you're going <laughs> to talk about 11,000. Right.
0: And yeah, that, and again, like Bitcoin mining is allowing that, uh, facility to stay up and running year year round keeping jobs um there too i'm not sure how many jobs may not be too crazy but at least some people uh, have some job security because of this um so yeah i expect more of this to happen throughout the country and it should be good
1: If and, you care about america you should
0: support bitcoin mining yes and so a lot of people like brad carlinghouse whatever his fucking name is uh they fought about china uh, having a bunch of the hash power geographically located within their borders. Uh, I'm not so worried about the geographic distribution of the hash power anymore. I'm more <clears throat> worried about the the supply chain of the chip producers. We need a foundry here in America, here in North America. That is what I'm going to be pushing for. Uh, Maybe
1: Corona will help with that.
0: I think so. It seems like, again, I said it earlier, it seems like Corona is really having people wake up in a lot of the supply chain. I think Mexico's having a huge boon because of the trade war and now Corona. Um, American producers are are wisening up. Like, hey, maybe we should bring some of this closer to home within North America's boundaries. And again, we're not nationalists here. We're we're just trying to be practical. Right? This makes sense. Yeah. Um, I do love love America. I do think it is uh, falling into... Uh, dystopian tendencies um, but I do have hope that freedom will prevail and the idea uh, that American was founded on that America was founded on will survive and will prevail at the end of the day but we do have to fight for it we have to stand up and speak up for it
1: yeah talking about uh, dystopian tendencies as you so eloquently put it uh, we have the earn it act (sighs) that is being proposed in front of US Congress so it's earn another it, one of their fucked up names, like, you know, like the Patriot Act or whatever.
0: Yeah, EARN IT stands for Eliminating Abusive and Rampant Neglect of Interactive Technologies.
1: How do they come up with this shit?
0: They ha- they like they, they say EARN IT, and they're like, all right, let's just form fit what we're trying to do. You into think they, this name. they start with the acronym? Yeah. Um, so this is brought up by uh, Lindsey Graham. Lindsey fucking Graham. And I don't know Blim- Blumenthal's first name. Lindsey Graham, Lindsey Graham's trying to take your your encryption rights away, freaks. All right, it's
1: not just encryption. So, the internet's protected by something in the United States called Section Two Thirty, which means that internet uh, provi- service providers on the internet don't—they're not liable for their users' speech. Um, they should, you know, do a best effort, but at the end of the day, the user is liable for the speech. So, you see this in like comment sections on Twitter stuff like that. Um, and they want to strip that, uh, protection away. Um, basically force these service providers to police the speech on their site. Um, and they have to follow like a commission of like 15 commissioners that are all like law enforcement agencies. And of course in classic fashion, they're saying let's protect the kids. It's about kids and terrorism. Um, and but this has just been a common thing. The war on encryption has been going on for two decades, three decades now, um, and oh. it's gonna it's gonna keep escalating. Like it's gonna keep getting worse.
0: Speak up, freaks! Eliminating abusive and rampant neglect of interactive technology. So
1: the encryption element. Fuck these people. The man. war on encryption element here comes from my understanding is that uh, like if you run like WhatsApp or something, uh, like an encrypted messenger used by people. You know, questionable, probably not encrypted. But like, let's say Signal, right? If you if you the Signal Foundation that runs Signal could be liable for stuff that gets sent through Signal, even though it's encrypted. So then the question is, how do you handle that? And what it looks like they're pushing for is basically client side scanning. So like your your app filters through whatever you're sending before you send it, um, which clearly breaks encryption and has privacy issues
0: hey Lindsey Graham you can go fuck yourself
1: but look at the end of the day like even if they pass this thing how you know this is why free open source software is so important Um, how are they going to be able to enforce it it will hurt the average person um, because the average person won't be able to be savvy enough to use encryption Um, but you're not going to be able to stop like free open source software from proliferating
0: yeah it's where things like Urbit come into play too Control your own data.
1: I still think Urban's a shit coin. I get triggered every time you mention
0: it. Um, but staying on the dystopian uh, tip here, we're going to end it on a dystopian tip. Coinbase uh, came came out in the open that they were testing that facial recognition software they, that we talked about before. Clearview AI. They re-
1: didn't admit it. No, it, Clearview got hacked.
0: I know it came out. Yeah, it did, they didn't. Yeah, they. Did they just got caught
1: it. in the act that Coinbase was. they Coinbase said they were testing it. That they don't use it.
0: Yeah. Uh, This is the same company that uh, hired a whole. uh, What was their? What was the name of that company? The 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 company that helped like jail dissidents and.
1: Neutrino, right? Yes, is the chain analysis company, but it was started by
0: hacking team or something. Hacking team, hacking team. That's what it was. Uh,
1: Same guys then started Neutrino. Yeah, not to be confused with client side filters.
0: If you didn't have. Reason enough to delete Coinbase. They're they're trying to face fuck you.
1: This is so fucked up because it's like it sits outside the purview of the law because it's a private company, uh, but meanwhile, Clearview partners with all these law enforcement agencies, um, and obviously they can't keep their information safe because their whole client list got hacked. So um, all this data could easily fall in the wrong hands, whether they're a customer or whether they get hacked. Um, it's fucked up and they and they they pulled all the all the photo information is all from like public profiles on Twitter and stuff and Facebook and Venmo is a big one which no one really thinks about because your profile picture is public and it's connected to your payment methods and stuff. Um, so, yeah, slowly going down that path. It, it, it's it's here now. And it's not going anywhere. So you, the cat's out of the bag. We're going to have intense facial recognition all, all around us. You're always going to be watched
0: and tracked. And if you did not have enough reason to get face masks, face masks because of the coronavirus, uh, we're face fucked in many ways here. You
1: can't even get a mask if you want a mask right now. Did
0: you see Brian Armstrong's thread from yesterday?
1: Did you see my comment to Joe?
0: Joe Weisenthal? Yeah.
1: No, what was it? I didn't actually read Brian's thread because, you know, fucking whatever. I've been reading his bad takes for way too many years, um, but uh, Joe is like, it's pretty amazing that probably the most preeminent Bitcoin company doesn't think that Bitcoin will be the, the chain that succeeds or the token that succeeds, and I commented underneath, I was like, Joe, this is already priced in. <laughs> And they're not even a preeminent Bitcoin. I mean, they're one of the most valuable Bitcoin companies and, and and Coinbase wouldn't exist if it wasn't for Bitcoin. Like Bitcoin is, it's whether they want to
0: admit it or not, it's their golden goose. Yeah. Well, the, the, and he was making a huge thread on analogies, built on analogies with the the expansion of, of the browser and the internet particularly, and really didn't even touch on like the underlying protocols. And again, analogies aren't, ever the best way to make arguments and particularly with bitcoin uh, comparing it to past technologies because again if this is a monetary good there are different network effects and dynamics that come into play and um no, no it's like connor brown i retweeted him like if if you're really worried about bringing this stuff to bitcoin or to the space uh which me, and he mentioned privacy. Uh, scalability, transaction throughput, like Bitcoin's working on all those things. Like you could put some of Coinbase's resources towards helping uh, the builders out in that, in that endeavor, look what Square Crypto is doing. Instead, Square Crypto's done way more it, for Bitcoin You have than fucking Coinbase. Gollum. You have a Civic token on your fucking platform, dude. Like Ox
1: and shit. It's like all these garbage yeah. ass fucking sure. tokens. oh
0: fuck yourself, Brian Bottom of the barrel. He hates Bitcoin. This Absolutely is somebody. Hates this Bitcoin. is somebody who pushed for Bitcoin XT, Bitcoin Classic, B B2X, B Cash, Bitcoin Unlimited. He pushed for ninja everything. Ninja launch of Bcash. Cash. Ninja launch Big Cash. He he. I people yell at me when I call people enemies of Bitcoin, but I. Do earnest like Bitcoin hurt Brian Armstrong's feelings at one point, and he's he's like on an uh, like a vendetta. He's just a hater. He is a big hater, and it, it blows my mind, dude. Like you, you could profit from this into perpetuity with the position that your company's in, but you, you, just like like to be all hand wavy, like oh, oh, maybe the best hasn't come yet.
1: The good news is that we have companies like Square, Cash App. We have River Financial, Bull Bitcoin that are like showing how it should be done. Yes. Um, and they're nipping at their heels. So, uh, you know, Coinbase isn't going to be long in this world if they keep it up the way they're going.
0: Be aware, Brian. Be aware.
1: Um, just to wrap it up, I mean, we, we got to go, right? Uh, we got like three, four minutes. I have here. a couple of things I wanted to touch on. Uh, first of all, we kind of butchered the explanation of Bits as uh, discrete log contracts. Uh, so you had them in the studio this week. So everyone should go listen to that. Definitely episode. go listen to that. They explain um, it way better than we do. I'm like a half an hour in or 45 minutes in. Um, so go listen to that. Um, the other thing is uh, I wanted to do a quick shout out. We don't have any shout outs. No this shout week, outs. Right? No shout outs this right, week. Get on that freaks. So let's get some shout outs next week. I love the shout outs. Um, I wanted to give a shout out to Sphinx chat, which we've talked about in the past. Um, it seems like they're they're rolling out more, more test uh, access for users. So if you go to sphinx.chat, you can do that. And what's really interesting is now it's officially known um, each, you know, so it's a chat app where you can send lightning payments between users, and every message is actually a one-sat message. Um, and not only can you send regular payments through it, you can also subscribe and send subscription payments through it. And what's really cool about the implementation is usually for a lightning app like this to have um, basically seamless UX and like very user-friendly UX, Like it ends up being custodial. But what they did is everything is, is run in the Noddle cloud. Um, so each user has their own Noddle instance in the cloud that's running their own node that's running. In, so it's like a hosted node instead of... Custodial, which I think is really cool. Um, you know, it obviously has its own trade-offs. There's still trust involved there,
0: but it's a pretty cool setup. It's badass. Yeah. Shout out to Sphinx. Um, Sphinx. Sphinx. <laughs> um, I'm trying to think. Of, yeah. Things are getting frothy. Uh, coronavirus is a black swan. You were skeptical if it was a black swan, and I think it's a very big black swan. Um, it's, not that pri-
1: it's priced in already, Marty, isn't it?
0: Everything's priced in. Keep it up. Keep an eye on the markets.
1: Added to the list of things that aren't effectively priced in.
0: Um, I mean, a culmination of this virus shutting down the supply chains and the increase of subprime debt delinquencies that we talked about last week is going to be interesting, especially if um, if the, the uh, layoffs that were described earlier in the episode of the shipping company... Shipping companies hit first, and then that'll ripple through the rest of the economy. If those layoffs start, and uh, a lot of those people, blue collar workers, uh, make up a lot of large percentage of that subprime delinquency um, rate, uh, I would only expect those to continue to rise. And then subprime is what started the last crisis, and whew, it could be a weird snowball effect, freaks.
1: Yeah, I mean, I've thought we've just been sitting on a house of cards for the last five years, so um, eventually the cards will fall. Who knows when? uh, Hopefully right after September so I win the bet. (laughs) Uh, But... uh, I don't know if we'll be able to wait that long. i don't think our 50 dollar bet is really what matters here yeah um and the other thing is uh, i was talking to rodolfo you know he's been fucking him and the coin kite team have just been killing it with the firmware updates like all the different features they're putting on this second thing is fucking awesome like i still am super bullish on ck bunker um, i just want to be able to use it with my lightning node and with my coin joins like it'd be awesome if i could link it up to whirlpool and and then you have like a warm wallet um, but he said to, he wanted to do a shout out to the freaks that if you guys have any ideas for like firmware updates that you would like to see, um, shout them out on Twitter, you know, and, at and he'll do his best to implement them.
0: Very easy to remember at MBK. Um, and then I believe he actually released a blog post recently with all the, uh, upgrades from, uh, update to update just to, to make sure that people know about the new functionalities that they have.
1: Yeah, I mean, they have a full change log on the site, too. So yeah. they do a pretty good job with documentation.
0: All right. That was a quick wrap.
1: Oh, and one more thing. Uh, Watford in. FC, they use BTC Pay Server in their store. Fucking bullish. For their, That's second uh, like awesome. For their Bitcoin suite. The Bitcoin suite that costs, <clears throat> that costs 150 million sats for a game. That's uh, 1.5 Bitcoin.
0: They're stacking sats.
1: Stack and Sats. Pretty cool that they're using BTC Pay Server. Very cool. Um, I think it's probably cooler than them having it on their sleeve, having the Bitcoin logo on their sleeve. And they beat Liverpool 3-0 this week. Fuck yes.
0: Um,
1: Not a huge football fan. Um, But now we are. When you have Bitcoin FC out there dominating, how could they not be?
0: Yeah, they're not going to be Watford FC for a while. They'll be Bitcoin FC soon. Soon enough. We'll make it happen.
1: I fucking love it.
0: All right, freaks. That was a condensed hour and two minutes almost.
1: Stay humble, stack sets. Peace and love.